I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome to Unashamed. We've got uh, our very special mom, Miss Kay. Merry Christmas. You look Christmassy. You look very Christmassy. The hat, you got the sweater. I got the snowman. Snowman sweater. Are we going to have gifts this year or no? Remember every year when you used to say we're not going to have gifts because we're just too poor. Well, I think we're going to have what you like best, what I give you to play poker with. So that's what your gift will be. No, you know what's funny, Jess? You're right. So we've come full circle because now – we're we're so big. There's so many of us because now everybody's getting all our kids are getting married, and you know we're having grandkids. We are so great grandkids for y'all. And so now the everybody was talking about Christmas, and they're like, no gifts. Like we're tired of messing with all that. Like nobody needs anything. So like except for like the little kids in the family, nobody. So we just decided that. So it's kind of like we've come full circle. I was so disappointed. <laughs> so a buddy of mine, you know, I hadn't played golf since I've been back. You know, doing uh, the TV show and this, and it's duck season. <clears throat> so my buddy's like, we won a couple tournaments this past year. He's like, hey, you need, you, you probably have a bunch of money at, on credit at the golf place. But on January 1st, they reset it. So it's a little plus. I was like, really? So uh, he said, you need to go up there. So you have and, a year to cash it in or you lose it. Yeah. Yeah. So... I went up there yesterday because I thought, well, I'll just do my Christmas shopping with the money that I won during the year. Well, here's the problem. These, these golf course people are pretty smart. When I walked in there, there was nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody else, had done everybody what else did. is doing the same thing. It's right by, you know, I only have a week to get this done. <laughs> so I was like, you are too late to the party. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Give me a case of golf balls and another case of golf balls and another case of golf balls and another case of golf balls. So I told Missy, I was like, I got I got gifts this year for the, you know, what's that game they play, the elephant in the Oh, yeah, the, the white elephant. And so I was white like, elephant. I it's said, white yeah, elephant. put the white elephant right here. And she's like, well, The well, elephant in the room is when we're so, somebody has a problem and we're not dealing with it. So she That's said, a whole other yeah, game. Exactly. So she said, well, we're not doing that this year. I was like, what? I finally got a present worth having. <laughs> Which that's, that's that, why probably why we disbanded that game. Because <laughs> I looked around and people just grabbed a bunch of junk that they had <laughs> from some other gift. And it's like it, re gifting. Yeah. Yeah. It was nothing was any good. So I was yeah. like, I'll put a case of uh you know, fifty five dollars worth of golf balls. I'll guarantee you that'll be top shelf. But we're not having it. No, nope, it's over. And mom, remember that year you boxed up your cat and <laughs> But, no, that was a it, movie. Oh, wait a minute. That yeah. was a movie. <laughs> that was Aunt Bethany. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny movie. It was yeah. a funny movie. So I wanted to talk a little bit, Mom, about since you're here, you're our, our Christmas historian. But I was thinking about this, knowing we were talking about Christmas, because this is our Christmas episode uh, podcast, that we talked some, like, I know Cy was on one time, and he and Dad talked about their Christmas. But I don't think I've ever heard about when you were a kid, when you were a little girl, what was Christmas like at your house? I don't think we've ever talked about this. I don't think I, okay. I'm asking a question. I have no idea what the answer. Okay. Is. Well, here it was. <clears throat> we had a Christmas tree in our picture window that was beautiful, and I used to sit there for hours and just look at it. But our Christmas evolved on Christmas Eve. I got to open uh, a couple of presents from home, but then the real Christmas came. On the Christmas Day, where when you went up to Nanny's house, and uh, you're the only one that would remember Nanny's house, but uh, she do you had. Remember a, Jace? Do you remember? No, I doubt Jace remembers much about that. He was. Of course, he doesn't know what Nanny does either. So, uh, so she had a huge living room with a picture window, a huge picture window, and the dining room was just—it was all beautiful. And what happened is, all year we didn't use those rooms. So they were ice cold, so you didn't go in there. They're either too hot or too cold. You didn't go in there. But then she warmed them up right before Christmas, and they were just all lit up, and it was just beautiful. It's like just going into a palace or something. For me, as I remember as a little girl, and the best meal, you know, I've ever had up there. Not the best eggnog, but the best meal. And uh, but and and I got to 
as the youngest one of the family, I got to pass out the presents and everything. And it was just, I think the thing I loved as much as anything about the presents was the way that room, it just, she had things out that just glittered and it was just lit up. And like I say, it was like going into a palace. And I, I just remember that the most. And it wasn't even the presents, but then the meal was one of the best meals you ever had because she was a great cook and she it was so pretty. We ate on the real china and all that, and the crystal glasses and nothing like that one's Christmas. But I mean, I, I just will never forget it forget it it just was wonderful one of my all, wonderful events of all the year. great memories from that time and i, I yeah i remember because i a few times we went over at christmas and i remember the meals and and all that when i was and, a kid. and it was just so lit up and all i can remember it was just shining in there yeah glittering things well that's good i mean that's the way you should remember zach what about you what i don't think i've ever asked you about when y'all were growing up what christmas was like in the dasher household well, we'd have a good time. We we would have our Christmas, but usually we would drive to Louisiana to see you guys. Yep. Um, for the second half of the, you know, you always get two weeks off when you're in school. So the second week, we'd, we'd usually come see you guys and stay at Granny's house, which would mean that it would always be lots of fighting. I remember, <laughs> uh, I think I remember Jace getting in a fight with Amy. Or something. Somebody got in a that fight. That was Willie, that. I think. No, that was that was uh, when we were going through the wrestling. Uh, <laughs> That's why you shouldn't have watched all that wrestling. We were. Hey, you were the parent. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you could have censored that. We would all. Well, watch, I didn't know it was going to yeah. make y'all violent with we, each other. We would all watch wrestling, and then that which the greatest match ever must see was Willie and my cousin Amy. Yep. I mean, it was. It was epic. It was epic. Yeah, he, he got I, her I head in a scissor that, lock. Yeah, it just yeah, it was Willie. That's who it was. Yeah. That's who it was. No, yeah, Amy it, still it remembers that too. I'm sure she does. Well, it was it was one of them deals where you 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 anticipate you know Santa coming, bringing all the gifts. It's just a beautiful time of year, and um, yeah, then you head to Louisiana and just you're tortured <laughs> for like six days. <laughs> So it was like it was it was a weird kind of you know like a wonderful beautiful thing that just turned into some kind of just weird. We were a little we were a little I mean, rough around the edges at that time. I think oh it was just gosh, a rough lifestyle that we lived on the riverbank. It was working hard, and you just you just wrestled and fought. It was all just part of a daily. And Willie uh, always got yeah. mad and ran away from home. He did. But I, I felt I felt like y'all took pleasure in in the suffering. Now y'all like you you took pleasure, particularly you and Willie. It seems like y'all took pleasure in watching us suffer. Jeff, well, here's the thing about Jeff though, like he's figured out a way to like he. Yeah, Jeff could like escape. He, he could evade all of this. I, I, evade uh, all this. It was it was crazy to watch him like. Like he he had learned how to just get back in the back. He he not be yeah. seen. I mean that was the thing. You just can't be seen. Once you get noticed, <laughs> then you're a target. And he well, Jason and Willie out, didn't guess, get that. Well, he just Jeff didn't have that pride about him. He he just was like, if you ever confronted him, he was just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, he, he he would just. <laughs> there was no, like I would never I, relinquish. I would never tap out. You'd have to kill me. So I had many near-death experiences over that. But yeah, I thought it was brilliant that way he did that. Though. He got out of oh, it. Oh, he did. The rest of us, the rest of us, it was it was, it was a painful time. <laughs> you didn't know the game was played. Jet Jet figured it out, which is kind of funny now because even now his personality, I guess, it all shaped him as an adult. He'll still he's still a blender. He blends in. You know, he he tries to he doesn't just put himself out front. Of course, Dad always claimed that by the time Jeff came along. We, the the gene pool had gotten low, and so you know. Yeah, that makes me mad every time I hear that. <laughs> Just because he's a, he can be really sweet, he really can. Like he'll still sit on the. We'll watch a movie together, and he'll hold my hand. I can just see you and Jason. If I grabbed your hand, you'd say, "What? Kay, what's up? What's wrong? What's up? What do you need?" <laughs> I mean, he just sits and. And does it politely? I have to say, loving. watching Jay's watching y'all's new show, Jeff is really good. He's 
he's much more uh, out there than he was on the old show. Uh, and he's funny. He has some good It's stuff. weird how these shows, because, you know, we are who we are. And, uh, and there's, <laughs> believe it or not, there's no grand plan outside the Lord. And we get out there, and it's like Jelp's role on the show was kind of how I was in our duck show. Yep. We're like, because I'm like in charge of what we're going to do. I'm playing more like the role of Willie. Right. And Jelp is just kind of sitting there making fun of me. <laughs> Which was kind of your role on the yeah, old show. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, we we didn't plan that. It just seems. But you know, I had because I I recently visited the the set of your show, and one of the things I thought, and I watched the show too. But one of the things I thought makes it work is because all three of y'all, you really love what you're doing. I mean, yeah, like this is fun. They, they right. have fun. They, they're getting there early to look for stuff and you know yeah. scout places and all this stuff. It's real. It's real, and I think that's why. And so we were, you were showing us some of the stuff y'all had found, and I mean they're very passionate about it. And I think that's why the you know it, it works as well as it does. And it's just you know it's funny and has fun stuff too. But you know it's just part of it. So so uh, our Christmases like. Early, I, I remember even before Dad was a Christian, or Mom and Dad were Christian. Um, Christmas was still always special. I mean, like the only time we ever went to the movie was Christmas Eve. That's right. Which is kind of weird now to think about it. Well, because nobody ever does that really. No, we had the theater to ourselves. I know. Nobody would ever be there. I loved it. It was we all paid no attention to worldly ratings of movies, <laughs> and which Kay would just have the old hand over the face. <laughs> Right. She put her hands Hide over the over the ears. Don't listen to that. If you ever say that, I will whip you. <laughs> it was so funny. But it was mostly Western. Well, they didn't come out and rate everything like they do now. You just yeah. go and think that's a war movie. That's a cowboy movie. That's a you know. Right. That's no, what they I, did. But I don't know if y'all were just choosing yeah. to not acknowledge it. But it, it was funny. But, but but yeah. But maybe it's not a good idea to t to let your your seven-year-old watch uh, Jason Friday the Thirteenth. Y'all, no, y'all were big into Michael Myers. <laughs> no, that was we the one. Always watch like uh, Charles Bronson. I remember when I saw yeah, Death I Wish Death Death for Wish. the first time. Oh. Yeah, you know? Death Wish was right along in there. And uh, now that's a constantly, shame. you know, Kay would have her hand over, like every time he was fixed to shoot somebody, <laughs> hand over. The, I'm like, I want to see yeah. this. It's funny. Maybe this is where all the. The, the violence came from when when the Dashers rolled in town. Maybe this was all because of you guys Maybe. been watching Death Wish. No, I've already going explained that. On it. Zach, it was wrestling, Mid-South wrestling. We were into that. Watch it. It was part of it. I mean, I was a huge fan. It, we actually, well, nobody it, was more than, it was more than just wrestling. Nobody will believe but this, hey, let me tell you this Nanny though. watched it. My grandma watched wrestling. Yeah. Well, it was good. I hated it. Go ahead, I always loved coming to y'all's house, though, because y'all always had, uh, Kay, you always bought the best groceries. So Thank you had you. all the cereals. You had Fruity Pebbles. You had Cocoa Pebbles. <laughs> you had Fruit Loops. I mean, like we didn't have that at our house. You know, so you guys had good food. The food was always good. I, I Phil would always bring in fresh fish or whatever the season was. So the food was always good. That part was like a... The Dashers came in town. This is, we're going. We're going to load up on some food while we're here. Well, that's and, been and that's that, been a stable and and that tradition you know, continues on, which is really good. Let's take a break. So this podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling, and um, we can really relate to Faithful Counseling because we've all had counsel. Uh, people have, that have counseled us through difficult times in our life. And then we have participated in counseling other people. Ours, of course, is pastoral. What these guys do is professional. Um, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling that's done securely online. I have talked to some of our listeners that have used these guys, and they have been helped. So just want to encourage you to check them out. Sometimes things in life come along. You just don't have the answers. You need a guide to help you. And that's what these guys do is they provide that. Um, you can log in your account anytime, send a message to your counselor. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You don't have to be on camera if you don't want to be. So they're about making great matches with their therapist and you. Here's what you do. Visit faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed to get the professional faith-based counseling that you deserve They've even got a special offer for our Unashamed listeners, which we appreciate. Right now, you can get 10% off your first month at faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed. 
And thanks again to Faithful Counseling for sponsoring this episode. Well, and I think, you know, as we got, as we all started getting married and having kids, I think Christmas has really got a new kind, in a new kind of way special with, with y'all because we never had any money. So we never had, I mean, you just never got a lot. And we, but I never thought anything about it. It's just the way it was. But then y'all started making some money, mom. And then it was just like overkill. <laughs> like there would be, you'd walk in and the presents wouldn't hardly fit in the room. You remember when, those years that oh, mom yeah. would just, cause it was like, we never had anything, but now we've got a little bit of money. So we are going to do Christmas till, you know, like nobody's business. And so it'd just be wrapping paper everywhere and people ripping into stuff. And that's, that's what I remember like the Yeah, because you lost a $100 bill in that stuff. That I did, which you've never given money again since that year, since we lost that money. It was actually, I'm giving y'all checks. I know, it's all checks now because we burned up one $50 bill. Mama never, <laughs> I'll never <laughs> forgot it. <laughs> so you changed well, you it. You should have put it in your pocket. Well, I mean, it was, there was a lot going on. What can I say? <laughs> well, you know, if you think about it, on family structures, you 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 look at you. You're the oldest, then Jace, then Willie, then Jep. But as the years progress, you, you look up one day. That was fifty years ago. That's right. It was fifty. Yep. So you start there, and it's tight at first. But then once your children marry, and that that, that that's. You have new people coming in to the family, and say each one of them gets married, and they have children. Then their children begin to date, and they have children, and it's just spreading. And it, and no matter what you do, it's not as close as it was when you started. And it's and it it can never be. There's too no. many. So it's pretty amazing to watch how quickly that happens. You just look up, and fifty years later, you're like, whoa, you know, you went from little boys running around, you know, now they're. <laughs> 50, how old are you, Al? I'm 57. 57 years old. You just think about it, how fast that occurred. Right. I mean, time is flying by, Al. You know it? But, you know, but even though, Dad, we still, which is kind of great about our family, cause, and obviously because we all still live here, but even though we all now have our own traditions with my family and Jace has his family, yep. in, and we still all get together yep. as a big family. I mean, that oh, it's place. a horde now. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it's never it's on the 60. 25th, which is funny. No, that's never. right. <laughs> well, that's the reason why is you got so many other family you have to take care of. I mean, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren. I mean, you're like, I mean. Well, I think uh, we should do name tags. We yeah. might should. <laughs> I'm like, who's, who's, who's that bunch, who, who does this said, What are you talking about? That's Jay, Jason's. Yeah, yeah. That was Thanksgiving Yeah, if you'd learn year. your kids, a uh, grandkid's name, that would be helpful. Yeah. I mean, which one are you? So many of them, they're growing fast. You don't see them for a year, and then all of a sudden. Okay, let me ask you trivia for for Christmas. Christmas trivia from Miss Kay. Uh, What was my favorite song that was always playing on the radio when y'all came in? Oh, is it the Aaron Neville one? That's it. (laughs) What? And I tried to play it, and guess what? It wouldn't even play now. (laughs) What is the Aaron Neville? Worn out. Do you remember what song he's sing, uh, singing on there? Old boy from New Orleans, you know. Yeah, New Orleans. He's got black, that real high voice. Black man, he's really a great singer. I can't but remember it, which it's song. It's real low. Uh, you know, it's real Yesterday low. Yesterday she had on the the record we made, the country and western <laughs> record that went platinum. <laughs> yeah. Miss Kay just, had it on yesterday. Yes, you were singing and Missy was singing. And, yeah, yeah, you don't remember oh, the DC Christmas. Reed, Reed oh, was singing. Reed was whole. great. Well, Phil said country music album. <laughs> I, he lost He thinks y'all all sound like country music. So, well, we, well, we had some country singers on there with us. Yeah, yeah. George this Strait. I was with George Strait, and to this day, I've never met the man, but I made a record with George Strait. <laughs> we were both singing, and I said, who is that? And they said, George Strait. I said, George Strait. But they had pictures. I'm standing beside him. That's, you know, one, of he's a legend. That's one of the favorite songs in the whole it's a thing. Good, it's a great song. And so they sent us a picture. Do you see the picture? There's a cutout of you 
in the studio with George when yeah. he, when he cut. Like it. we we did it together, but I've never met them. They recorded separately. Yeah. Well, but if somebody together. had told me, you might not should have that, that record would have gone. So you did it's okay. them. You sing your part, he sings his part. They slap and they together. slap it together. I think people realize that's basically what's happening. But do you know uh, Willie had a good one? He sang on there. And then Missy's was just beautiful. Like I say, Reed, every time I hear Reed's song, I cry. Yeah. So pretty. But it, I thought, you know, and Cy coming in there is Mr. Grinch. Yeah, yeah, he did the Grinch. And it wasn't bad. That'd be good for you, Phil, to do like a tour with George Strait. And you come out during but, the But can time. you believe we made a country and western <laughs> musical that went platinum? It was a Christmas I mean, do you realize album, how man. hard that is to do? It wasn't a country music. It was a Christmas album. We just sound country because we're from the country. <laughs> you can't get that out of it. I was listening to it yesterday for the first time in years, but I just can't. It's a it very on. good Christmas. And album. I was shocked. I said, I it's said, you know, that Christmas was season. pretty good. I've told the story how we, Missy and I, did that song, which Missy disagrees, but with my memory of it. Oh, I love Shocker. it. Shocker. I'm 100% <laughs> sure that we. But got in the studio. You did. We sang. Yeah. I sang it. She sang, we sang it in the That's studio. Right. That's right. The producer said, can you do anything else, Jace? And I th thought, what does he mean by that? <laughs> I said, well, I could just speak it and flirt with her instead of singing. He said, let's try that. And that's so why we did you it got again. That song. Yeah, so I was like, "Hey, baby, it's cold outside." <laughs> so we did that, and then he said, "We got it." So it was two takes. One I sang, so about three notes, three or four, whatever you call them, stanzas. They either enhanced it where it I got me on key, or I actually was on key. The rest of it, I talked through it, and that was it. Oh, it was. So then when I heard it, I thought. Well, that was pretty good. <laughs> That's now, what I who thought. knows in the editing, but most of the song I'm talking. Yeah. And she, she sang the whole time. So I go over to the guy who's putting it all together right out of Nashville, Tennessee. Buddy Cannon. Yeah, he was excellent. What's his name? Buddy, Buddy Cannon. Cannon. Yeah. I said, Yeah, Mr. Cannon. I said, Do you actually think this will sell? And he said, Oh, it'll go big. I said, How do you know that? He said, Trust me. He's a pretty famous producer, Phil. Very He's famous. He said, this is going ballistic. Yeah. Well, if it'll make I you feel up any better. And it went platinum, and I yeah. thought, well, that was nothing to that. I mean, I I, I came well, out of there thinking it was pretty easy, but I don't know. Y'all tell it me. It took everybody doing it. Missy could sing. Jace wasn't bad. So yeah, um, Willie's not Willie bad. Willie was good. And I no, thought Willie's Reed was, uh, I was well, shocked. Reed's, Reed's just got a gift, you know. He's, he got the right genetics from... But Willie's way better singer than me. But now I can sing bass. Right? Yeah, I can sing but at church. But... This song, they picked the song. I didn't even know the song. I had the piece of paper. Maybe there. it's... I was actually looking time. at the words of it, and I was like, I don't know if I should be singing this or not. We were talking about taking a time out to smoke a cigarette or something. Well, y'all changed it. Half a cigarette. Boy. Yeah, y'all yeah. yeah, yeah, did. I was like... <laughs> What are we? What are we doing here? But it's like nobody. I can see it. Jay's having a moral to Are we? Are we promoting smoking with this up? Making platinum records. That's all we were doing. Hey, well, the good news was Willie and I took the risk of that, and uh, good so investment. We, we got the lion's share of the reward. Yeah, tell me about it. I, they gave me about twenty thousand. The rest of them come out just smelling like a rose. Now, we paid all the talent, but Willie's like, we're taking the risk, and we went in 50-50. That, that was a pretty good venture that we did. That's one that paid off. It, it did. It was good. That's what happened. He right? just got it. Him and, him and Willie both. Sometimes you got it when you got we're it. We're actually thinking about re-releasing that next year. So Well, they should. They should have done yeah, it. Yeah, you should. Huh? It, that, was, it was excellent. They is, they is us. Well, yeah, Mom, that, it, it would sell. This is me. I'm they. They should means Jason's pronoun is they yeah. today. Well, but. since it's you, you own it. Yeah, do it. Okay. <laughs> do you want to get in on this? This type going around. Mean, if they love, put I me love. on that thing, I'm gonna say, "Where's the Gitas? <laughs> <laughs> get that Gitas out." <laughs> I ain't walking in there no more like that. Uh, <laughs> you ready to? Of course, I was shocked that it went platinum. I didn't even think they could give them away. 
You ought to be uh, happy your kids got the I think we offered a piece to all of y'all if y'all wanted to get in, but y'all all said it wouldn't work. So <laughs> guess what? It did. <laughs> and you went to the bank. And he went to the bank. That's why he's the man. Let's, uh, let's take another break. Welcome back to Unashamed. Uh, Tis the season, as they say. It's Christmas time, which is always a favorite. Uh, I do love giving people ideas about things they can get. Uh, and you, if you go to philmerch.com, use the promo code Phil20. Got a lot of Unashamed gear uh, that's there. Make great gifts. There's some uncanceled stuff there. Love always protects. It's a great T-shirt. So if you're looking at a Christmas idea, check out philmerch.com. Use the promo code Phil20. Uh, to save you some money and get a great gift. Are we going to make some spiritual applications? Yes, let's here? let's make right. that shift. As we've we've told enough uh, old Christmas stories, so I, I will say this: that all the stuff we've been talking about, fun stuff, and and for Zach, not so fun. Obviously, the big change for our family came once. You, Dad, and Mom, y'all understood what Christmas is really yeah. all about. It's not about the gifts and the food and all that. It's as much fun as all that is. But it really is about about Christ. And <clears throat> not only that, it's it's about God becoming flesh. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. We, we grew up in a heritage of folks that didn't want to celebrate Christmas because it's like, well, how do we know exactly when Jesus came? But looking back on that, I think, that's kind of ridiculous because as long as we're I, I, like Jay said, I, I'm for having a major holiday for every aspect of what Jesus did for us. He is remembered worldwide. That's right. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. Well, the New Year's resolutions would work if you based Christmas on the real meaning of Christmas, which was Jesus, which should be That's your right. basis for all decisions. But I just want to say this. If you apply to Christmas, if you applied Christmas to Philippians 2, because look, nobody uses Philippians 2 as their basis for Christmas. You, you, they read the story of the, you know, the baby of Jesus or what are some other famous passages. You say, what, what do you mean by Philippians 2? So just look, if you took Christmas every year and said, let's base what happens on Christmas based on Philippians 2 and verse 3. And I read it. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. I don't think that's really happening in Christmas much. If you just look at the typical, you get a tree, you buy a bunch of gifts, you tell people what you want. Now you have a good meal and that's it. But a lot of that is vanity and selfish ambition, right? Because you're basing on how good Christmas went on what you got. And I probably went through that for a few years when I was immature and stupid. I was like, well, it wasn't well, much of a Christmas this year. And they're like, why? Well, I said, well, I didn't get much. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I was nine years old, you don't know this. Uh, uh, that the Baptist church, I went out of Baptist church I went to, they asked, you know how they bring up, you bring up a kid to bring, to read a scripture. And I got up and read a long part of, you know, Jesus and, you know, the whole thing of the manger and everything. I had to stand on a stool and I read that to the church. And I, I feel can tell you, I'm not the best student in the world, but i never forget that. You know what I mean? I mean, that will just never go out of my mind that he asked me to do that, and I stood up on that stool and did it, you know. And I feel so sorry for people who don't experience, which I was at a banquet the other night. We gave uh, at, to some, it was about 10 different uh, women that have been through the sex trafficking and, you know, damaged, and it was terrible. We're trying to break, make something to build them up and tell them how much God loves them, how much we love them. And it was not their fault. You know, they just got up in something that was really bad. And, uh, but we did a whole celebration. It was really for God, what he can do with them now and how much, you know, he loves them and all. And it was, uh, 
That's it was good, really meaningful. Yeah, I think that it is was. a good unselfish. And I mean, I didn't know it was dress up, so I came looking like y'all, and they were dressed <laughs> up in sequins, just shining, just everything. I said, oh, my goodness, I, I missed the memo on what we were supposed to wear. <laughs> but, I had on a Santa Claus shirt, but. And you were a, you were a speaker, right? Didn't you speak? Yeah, in tennis shoes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. I know. I but just you know thought, what, mine when you're when when people know who you are and you're famous and you're the speaker, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, all the girls said, "I want to hug Miss K. I want to hug right. Miss K." <clears throat> no, but that to Jace's point is that's really what Christmas should be about. Well, it should. And I was going to go on to read that. You know, when Paul uh, wrote in verse five, your att- your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And then you know, most scholars think this is. You know, some kind of poem or some kind of like writing, a song or something. Yeah, a song that they were writing, which which does go at the heart of the incarnation, which is God dwelling among us and becoming human. It says, "Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance of man, he humbled himself." And became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And, but the point I'm making is obvious. He he starts talking about being unselfish and looking to other people's interests and our attitude being like Jesus, and then he uses this as the example of that. So when you think about human beings, our problem is we're doing the exact opposite of what he did. You think about who being in very nature God, well we're we're very in we're humans and I mean we're the opposite of this this song. He didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but we we do want to grasp it. We want to be our own gods. He made himself nothing. Well we want to be we want to be something. We don't want to make ourselves nothing. We want to be somebody. And he took the very nature of a servant being made in, in human likeness and being found in appearance of men. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Well, we try to avoid those moments at all cost. So therefore, God exalted him. And what happens to us? Since we do the opposite of what he did, we all fall. And when we fall... We're wondering where it all went wrong. And so I think it's a good analogy to really, when you look at what Jesus becoming a baby, a, you know, a human, when you look at how that should apply to your life being a human, it really should affect you in how you view, you know, your existence and what, what you're doing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think when you think about the Christmas season, another term for that is the Advent People call it the advent, which means arrival. It's the arrival of, of God in flesh. And that Philippians 2 passage you read is pretty significant in a lot of different areas. But I think you hit on probably the most significant uh, portion of that is you know, our view of power and our view of control and and all of these things. is It's always like inward focus. And then you see in that passage, Christ, let me think about what he said, Christ who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. But I think in like, even in like marriages and stuff, it's hard for us to see that because there's always like this power struggle where we're trying to consume and we're trying to position ourselves in a superior position. And what we see in Philippians 2 and what Christmas represents is that God does the complete opposite. You know, he is in heaven, unapproachable, so far above us, so sovereign, so glorious, and we're not. And then yet he comes, he comes to us. The current culture has made Christmas nothing more than a money-making exercise, Zach. You agree? Yeah, they have. Yeah, It's funny. We turn Christmas into a thing to consume. It's a consumer's holiday when really the real definition of Christmas is the opposite of consumption. It's the God poured out that is correct let's take a break i think that that's exactly why 
in the divine plan, which we know from from the Bible was was all thought through before he even created the universe and the earth, that he would come here and come as a as a human child. I mean, you just think about just the humble nature of that. So that meant that the creator of the universe was was inside Mary and then was totally dependent. I think about that little troop that was there. So, you know, this had been predicted. Isaiah talked about this in Isaiah 7. Oh, yeah. So all of the Jewish leadership should have known, should have been looking for the signs of the Messiah because it had all been predicted. Before the beginning of time. Before the beginning of time. They missed it. And so look at the people that were there. You had Mary and Joseph, who were just this young couple who who were betrothed. They didn't even have their setup yet. I mean, oh. the betrothal process that they were in, he's supposed to build a house. You, you know, it's a period of time. Well, they didn't get that benefit because she's pregnant by God. And so you got this young couple who's really preparing them for their life. But all of a sudden, it's it's go time. Then you've got these guys that were way off somewhere that did see the signs in the celestial, you know, all the star and all that. Yeah. They figured it out and came and brought some gifts. Then you had a bunch of shepherds that just happened to be out in the field that were nearby. We just think about that. And then some angels showed up, but but nobody, none of the hierarchy, none Biggest of the leadership. Biggest event in the history of the world is and look at the little truth. not recognizable. So I think it's interesting that that God chose that to be his human entrance into the world that would ultimately lead to our salvation. I it's mean, one wild story. It's pretty fascinating when you think about it. And what did he have while on the earth? Nothing. Nothing. No material possessions. He humbled himself. He was persecuted. You know, God was working in him through the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's there's a reason he didn't do any miracles or whatever before he was he he surrendered. Do you think he became nothing, but then he even surrendered himself, you know, to be baptized. He gets the Holy Spirit, and then he just basically lives a life of sacrifice and ultimately sacrifices himself. That's why that's why I picked that Philippians too. It's like if if you wanna if you wanna go up, you gotta go down. If you wanna really be like, you know, Christ, you you gotta sacrifice. You can't be worried about the material and i mean look at what he, he didn't have anything but it's like so i look at when we celebrate christmas i'm like man we're way off here <laughs> way, way off. off. so it is a struggle i do think we should look for ways to acknowledge philippians too with some of the more famous passages that we usually read because that was his whole point was being unselfish and looking at the interest of others which is really what christ is about his whole life was about that which is why he was ultimately glorified and raised up. and But, you know, he referenced several subtleties to that. One verse that people really don't understand what he means because it's so uh, enlightening to us. But, in you know, in John 14, 12, when he says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing, which is clearly uh, important to when we're looking at Philippians 2 because that was the whole point is you look your attitude should be that of christ jesus but then he says he will do even greater things than these because i am going to the father people are like what in the world how in the world could we do greater things than jesus himself was doing which you know that was leading to him promising the holy spirit which is we now have jesus representing us through the ascension which should be a holiday you know, at the right hand of God, he poured out the same spirit that he was operating on earth. And he's like, but the one problem is, is your attitude should be that as of Christ Jesus, who who went down to go up, you know, who humbled himself. There, there's where the problem is. We don't want to take that life of faith and sacrifice. And I think that, I don't know this, but I'm assuming that because the wise men brought the gifts, you know, and, and by the way, this is three gifts. We always say three wise men. We're not sure how many wise men there were, but there were three gifts that were given to them. But when I look at it practically, I'm thinking that was God's way of having a little bit of provision because Joseph and Mary were going to have to raise this kid. They had nothing. They were out back, remember, no room at the, you know, they're in a manger. 
But they're fixing to have to go on the run because Herod's going to try to kill all the babies because he's heard all this and he's like trying to get rid of Jesus before we ever get started. So how, how would they have the provision to do that? Well, God would set it up where these people would see it and understand it and come over and bring, because they brought gold, they brought very expensive incense things from the time. Well, that was that's how Joseph and Mary made it. So that the idea of the gifts, I, I guess we do now, which we overdo it like crazy, like you were saying, in the initial story, I think that was God's provision to take care of the little baby until he got old enough, you know. Well, I think about what Willie said the other day. He said, I'm so glad that I was born and raised like I was. And I said, do you mean poor <laughs> and kind of, you know, all that? And he said, yeah, yeah. He said, I'm glad for that. I'm glad we had that because we wouldn't appreciate now what we have had we not as boys, you know, because he said, I knew when I, you know, we all had the free lunch card. And when then we got a little doing a little better, so we, we got half our lunch paid free and half not. He said, and then reduced. Thank you, Joe. And then we didn't have a card at all because we were able to buy our own lunches. I mean, I realized we must have some money. <laughs> yeah, Willie. So he tells how he knew the family was getting better by yeah. the by the lunch situation at school. <laughs> well, I think there's a reason Jesus though wasn't born in a palace. You know, he was born in a manger. I'm sure it was stunk of you know animals. Um, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you just think the what the creator of the universe, and it he came in that beginning because that's what that Philippians is referring to. He humbled himself. But he also made himself nothing. I mean, he started as basic as you can start. Right. It's about the wildest story I've ever read. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but there's truth in it. You realize that if you go out and try to be somebody and try to do it yourself, and you're, you're going to end up a failure. It, you're not going to pull off things that matter by your achievements or accolades or academia or whatever you want to insert in there. It's just not going to happen. So it's it's interesting. Let's take our last break. So, Jace, I was thinking you'd mention that the the shadow, kind of the foreshadowing, we, we'd studied the book of Hebrews. Remember, everything that was from the Old Testament was kind of showing, you know, what the new covenant was going to be like. And when you look at the story of Moses— and you see the similarities. I mean, there was all purpose in that, right? So Moses was born, remember, and at the time he was born, the king at that time in Pharaoh, because they're, you know, basically enslaved there, decides that they're going to kill all the boys because there's too many Israelites, you know? So Moses is put in the river and to wind up in Pharaoh's house, remember? So he's saved, like Jesus was saved as a baby. He had the same scenario. But the difference is Moses did grow up in the palace. He did spend 40 years there. And so when the moment came that he thought it was time for him to lead and he made his move, he's strong, he's smart, he's learned in the house of Pharaoh, complete failure. I mean, nobody wanted to follow him. So then what does he do? He goes, God sends him down to the desert. You know, he, he goes down to this desert and spends 40 years with a bunch of sheep. And then God comes back and says, okay, now you're ready. 80 years old, your strength is gone. It's not about you. You can't even, you can't even talk very well. And he's like, now you're ready to lead my people. So it's interesting because it's almost like it's a, this picture of what you see in Christ. It was this, but Moses had to be humble because he was a man, whereas Jesus was God in flesh and had that humility from the very beginning. But I found that fascinating when you were saying that, Jesus, about how people try to do it on their own and how it fails. You can't, I mean, that's where you line, that's where you wind up in failure when somehow you think you've got what it takes, you know, for your salvation or for anything else for that matter. That's one of the fa most famous, I always told them this other night, the two commandments, I heard it from Phil, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love one another. And that's what I told those girls the other night. Because that's the two greatest things. Yeah, it is. And if you live that way, that's what you see, right? Right. Well, that's what the Bible tells you, but I love it because he reinforces it every week when he speaks, you know, 
in his class. And I mean, I think people will get it. They won't forget that. It's 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 just not about you. Yeah. And keep Remember that one of my favorite books said, it's not about you, the first right. line of the book. It's good. Yeah, that was uh, Purpose Driven Life. Thank you, Zach. Which is one of the greatest, yeah, it's one of the greatest <laughs> openings of any book. Um, but I was thinking, you know, going back to Christmas and, and just the arrival, and th- I was thinking about like this past year, everything we've talked about, particularly with we went through, uh, did we get through Matthew and Mark? I think we did Matthew a couple years ago, then Mark this year. And we just kept talking about the kingdom of God coming and the presence of God coming. And, and uh, when you were mentioning Moses, I was thinking, I was looking for a text in, in uh, Exodus 33, but this one popped up too. This is in Exodus 25, verse 8. He says, let them construct a sanctuary for me. This is God speaking, that I may dwell among them. And you think about, well, we've said this over and over again about the history of the Old Testament being God's presence, and he He wanted to dwell among the people, so they built the tabernacle, and, and eventually they built the temple, which we went through the whole thing in Mark, and the temple came down in AD 70. But when Jesus came, he brought his presence. That's the presence of God that dwelt among men, and um and and that's what I think the Moses was asking for in Exodus thirty three when he intercedes. He says, "I you know I can't." My, he says, "I can't go unless you're with me." And he said, "My presence, this is God speaking, shall go with you, and I will give you rest." Then he said to him, "If your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. For how can there how can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people?" Is it not by your going with us so that we and your people may be distinguished from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth? And that was a temporary, like one time event. But what what Christ's arrival and when we celebrate Christmas, what it brings is it's it's the presence of God, you know, uh, Emmanuel, God with us. God now dwells with us. And when Jesus came, he came and walked on the earth for 33 years. He he walked with people, his creation. And then in John 14 through John 17, he promises the coming of the Holy Spirit who will now live in us. So we now, because of the arrival Jew or of Christ, Gentile. Jew or Gentile, yeah, we now all can carry the presence of God around in us wherever we go. No, that's powerful. You're exactly right. And, and when you see... I mean, I think that's why in, in God's infinite wisdom, he chose to do it the way he did it with him being born a, a baby and then growing up, you know, a, a, as we would, that he's showing to be the perfect sacrifice, he had to be like us. I mean, he had to get us. And you think about the, the only man-made thing. man-made temple has been wiped away and replaced with human beings. That's right. With God in them. Right. And he was the first one, right? That's a well, that's a wild story. Yeah, but he also, by living the life he did, he understood what it meant to be lonely and having it's exactly a, right. A no answer to prayer and to be betrayed, to be suffered. You know, yeah. he suffered. He experienced our shame by his death. You know, taking our sin. He because ex- a lot of people they always say, I mean, there's two things that come up. It's like, well, how can he relate to us because he never sinned, but he relates to us because he he took the consequences of our he was in our place he understood he understands that shame that's why he was saying is there another way to do this I mean who would want to experience the consequences and get what we deserve and the other thing that people have a problem with is they're like so let me get this right somebody can sin thousands of times and be the most heinous sinner in the world and be introduced to Jesus and surrender. So, you know, to be exhausted, they can give up and surrender to Jesus. And they can be just as saved as a guy who was a pretty moral person. And, you know, the world really has a problem with that because it doesn't seem fair. But that's what he accomplished, you and Gentile, for all people. The grace is made available to everyone. And even though it doesn't seem fair to us, it's really shows you how much bigger God is. That that's why he would tell those stories and parables, and people are like, "Do what now? He who's you you can be forgiven 
and we're all on the same page because then it when you turn that around and see what that means to you it's not based on your accolades or or performance you're we're all on the same level feel which is what god's grace really does and that's why hebrews 2 said that he was tempted so he would understand what what temptation is so that when you saw the devil tempt him, because most people say, oh, no, that's not the same as us because, you know, he, he wasn't going to do it. But it was like, no, he was in a position physically drained. He had 40-day fast. I mean, he, he was in a position he could have succumbed and, and went with Satan's plan, but he didn't. And that's what made him but do that's it. That's also why we have suffering. That's why he said that it was so much harder for a rich person to do that because look at what he's got to give up. He's got to get on the same level playing field with just some homeless guy on the street who's who's in Jesus. Nobody wants to do that. They're like, look how hard I've worked. Look what I've earned. Look what, because it's then about them. That's why I think Philippians two is so important. So if you want to be great, you you got to become nothing. I, I like this verse, Chase. Um, Hebrews twelve two, which is to your point about the shame. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. And so that he, he did experience shame. Really shame. the whole key to Christmas being real to you and being, you know, Jesus changing your life is at some point you can say Jesus died for the sins of the world and it's correct and that's true. But if you want it to change your life, you've got to say, you know, he died for me, my sin, and go back to the decisions you made. And all of a sudden, you're like, he did this all, you know, for me so that I could have his future, which what is his future? He he, he took a body and a soul and got it raised to no longer die. Well, that that's appealing to me because <laughs> that, if that's part of my future plan— then we need to focus on Jesus and relinquish ourselves in the process, which is really should be the meaning of Christmas because it was the meaning of Christ. That's exactly right. Uh, we're out of time. Mom, it's always a pleasure having you on the podcast. It's over? It's, uh, yeah, I went fast. You it? blinked and it was over. Oh, my goodness. Well, we but spent 15 lucky minutes. Lucky for you, we have some overtime and because uh, there was one thought I didn't get a chance, one text I didn't get to. What uh, you were going to say? Jason didn't say it. What you was going to say? I was going to say we spent the first 15 minutes just talking about memories. So it, memories. So if you want to follow us over, it's blazetv.com slash unashamed uh, for a little more overtime uh, for Christmas. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.